to Great Minds Think Alike. Today, we've got a special solo episode queued up specifically for this Wednesday because it's going to be a doozy. So, Chiron, which is a minor planet, it is associated with healing, with teachers, and with the wounds that that are kind of inside of us, our inner child, our pain body. And on Wednesday, the Sun and Chiron will be conjunct together. So a, a conjunct is something that is supportive. And then the moon, the full moon on Wednesday, will be in direct opposition to Chiron. So the Sun is illuminates, is always bright whenever it's out you can see it the moon moves in phases and it's going to be full but it illuminates our what is unconscious and the sun just illuminates what's conscious so if we have our pain body in opposition with the moon and in conjunct with the sun there is a lot of light being shed on the pain in your life and so this episode this special episode is here to support you to give you a little bit of context about what's going on and yeah to just let you know that you're you're not alone we're all in this together you know pain is is pain and it can be so useful the stories that come out of it you know if you think about every great tale that's inspired us there's always pain there's always an obstacle and so even if this moment is a moment of kind of saturation of that experience, just know that it's always darkest before the dawn. All right, this week is an epic week. On the astrology forecast, we have... Chiron as our one and only, our favorite friend, teaching all the lessons and bringing up all the pain. And so one of the things I listened to Chani Nicholas, she has a astrology app that is incredibly intuitive and guiding, but she mentioned her, this phrase, this is the week where we look at our pain and we give it words and we put into words the ineffable. We seek to, to to find the pain points, to express them, and, and to look at all the ways that our bodies have carried what they've carried. So today we come here with the mission. Right now I am experiencing a lot of exactly this. And so it feels like a weird kind of place to sort of come from because carrying this, the biggest message, the hardest thing that I have carried all my life is, is that when people don't believe me, when people, they don't want my truth to come forward. And so they don't believe me because it might threaten some part of their identity or, or some part of them that wants to come out but is also difficult to face. And so sometimes it's very difficult to be in this this position. We all have this Chiron, this, it's a minor planet, 
but it really packs a punch, especially when it's being highlighted. So I just want to talk to you now from this place of what do we do with the pain that we collect? What, what do we do with it? Because the truth is that it does not go away. You can't just pretend that it's not there. There are so many complexes and systems in this world. And the biggest thing I've learned recently is about this thing called vertigo that Daniel Shapiro in his book, Negotiating the Non-Negotiable, he talks about vertigo as being that really deep anger that's blinding that will might come up with somebody. Other people might call it being triggered, whatever it is in his description, he's using it as the energy from the resulting of one pillar of your sacred identity, your core identity is being threatened. And us as humans, we, we are psyches. We need concrete containers. We need to feel like we are set and contained and that our identity is how our, how we come into the world. It's the stories we tell ourselves about ourselves and about how we fit into the big picture and how we make meaning of it all. And, you know, when this anger, when this place comes up that is just beyond what we can even express, when pain comes to center stage, when you're stuck in your anger or in that place of this is too much for me to do on my own, there is some part of you that is being pressed upon by some other force that is making you, that is kind of threatening your identity. And so the anger comes up as sort of like a signal, like alert. Some part of your identity is shaking a little bit. And as as a survival mechanism, we're gonna have this because we need that secure place from which to view, say, um, to get our food. We need logic. And, and the, the energy of the emotion comes up because from that place, we need to be mobilized into going forward to get our get that thing, to stay focused, to concentrate. And yet the thing is that when we are coming into relationship with one another in, and all of our identities are knocking up against one another and we want to live in harmony, we seek to find the areas where our identities do match up. I mean, the truth is that we all are one humanity. And whether, no matter what you believe, no matter what you've been through, we all are people. Where, you know, if you had aliens come through, like, we would be united by this, if, you know, if, if the tigers rose up like we would be united as like one species one people and we are complex beings and when we think about about the pain body it is a complicated subject because i think even approaching it when you approach the pain body there's so many mechanisms around it to try to support and try to like sort of like throw you off but real quick i'm gonna grab and something Right. So, all right. 
Okay, so Chani's suggestions for this week is allow the truths to come up. So she was mentioning that the full moon is light. Light is consciousness. And But when you think about the full moon, it's lighting up the night. So it's the time in the cycle of the moon where you can clearly see what usually is unconscious. It's much more conscious. And so then you can take the opportunity to look at yourself and look at what's coming up. So for me, a lot of the conversations are around empathy, are around energetic usage, are around um, love relationships, are around, um, what? let's see, like being believed and power being uh, kind of manipulated or uh, so social norms, social norms and how, how we want everybody to be equal. We want everybody to be feeling like they can be themselves. But something that I've recognized is that within social norms, just watching my niece, watching younger children, women, like I've nannied for some common denominators is like voicing your preferences, voicing your desires, voicing who you are and like stepping in that it's actually a social norm for women to not speak up to not say anything to not go after it and so therefore if what happens when you go over a social norm you're punished you're punished and so what do we do about this what do we do about this if it's a norm it's like it's up to us if you have children if you're going to have children you have like If you want to live in a more just world, you have got to pay attention to the norms that are coming forward in your own home because that is ground zero. The only way that we're going to change these norms is like one brick at a time, one family at a time, and we have to be united in it. So if you want your daughter, if you want your son, because sons and daughters, everybody is affected by the norms. It's not just women. It's not, it's like, There are, for men, it's all about, um, you know, like, um, sort of, you have to be strong. And there's a, a lack of, like, understanding about sensitivity within men. And sometimes that's punished. And so that's terrible. That's awful because all of our feelings are our power. When you take away any part of the natural essence of your energetic quality, then you cut off some pa- part of the power. Um, let me take a drink of water. Mm. So, this is um, a big week of verbal processing of conversations, and I've noticed that kindness, energy, money, service, sharing, efficiency, happiness, how we work, how we work, how we work. That is so beautiful, how we work. Um, recently, I um, have been caught up in this terrible thing, which, I mean, the truth is that um, in the artist way, she talks about that we all have our blocks, our block of choice, which is like a drug um, that we choose to engage with in order to block ourselves from creativity because we're truly afraid of our own power, afraid of freedom, afraid of the possibility that we're powerful beyond measure. And 
So she talks about the common blocks that people have, and I've really definitely identified a huge block that is my go-to tends to be to engage with men who, who are not respecting me, who are disrespecting me, who, who uh, like take my energy, use it for their own benefit, and do not acknowledge me. And it's very intense. And I guess I just want to say right now to any woman who has this tendency as well to overgive or overlove or believe the best in people, but you're actually what you're actually doing is is giving that power away so that you don't have to understand how powerful you are to change your own situation, how powerful you are to get these people to stop doing what they're doing because they only have what they have because you gave it to them. And it is a very painful lesson to learn because we want everyone to be good and right and just, but the, the truth is that my greatest lesson from all of these horrible relationships that I've been in is that you have to stand up for yourself. You have to assert yourself. You have to define the game for yourself. There is no game. There are no rules. That is a lie. That's a lie that you tell yourself to keep yourself stuck because when you walk out in that world, you have the same set of like senses and everything. The thing that tends to limit anyone is a belief of some kind and that is given. That's you yourself giving away power to somebody else and you do it because you're afraid of stepping into yourself and seeing that you can get yourself out of the situation and even seeing that you can have everything you've ever wanted. Like that's what we have possible for ourselves. It's getting hot in here. So I'm gonna get some air on. All right, um, so Friday, thank God, we have some Venus action. Um, So talking about throughout our lives, even because this is what Chiron is really about pain. You, it, the questions brought up are what has hurt us? How, how has that, that hurt you landed? So I'll just start with saying like, what's hurt me is not being acknowledged. It's what has really hurt me has been feeling like there are these stratas of people who like I like want to join in in every single situation but whenever it comes down to actually coming into it what's hurt me is the way that people don't acknowledge or don't they just want to take from me they take so much and it how it hurts is that like I don't get back in proportion and it's very painful. Um, how Okay, little update. So I said the story was that 
I come in and want to be a part of everything, but people take. Okay, so let's edit this because it clearly is something that I'm experiencing, but let's look at it again from the truth. The truth is that I give too much. I have the habit of giving too much. So that is really what the truth is. What has hurt us? What has hurt us? And this is a topic that this feels like really deep and I'm not sure I can go here on the podcast, but come for what we can. And what meaning what meaning have we made of the hurt that that has come to us? Mm, the deep pains. Yeah, I mean, I think that when it comes to identity, so one of the pillars that Daniel Shapiro talks about in Negotiating the Non-Negotiable is that one of the pillars is it maybe a, a very intense experience. So I have had these intense experiences that have come to define my identity and have come to, I mean, even now, like how I view my life is that I'm like in recovery from these these wounds, from these injuries that I did not expect to happen once I went out into the world. And in Women Who Run With The Wolves, Okay, side note. Women Who Run With The Wolves is a seminal work by Clarissa Pinkola Estes. It is a book of the wild woman. It's a book of myths and tales to tell the spiritual truths about breaking free from confines that do not serve and setting us free into our true, whole, integrated self. Chapter two is called Predator of the Psyche, and it talks about the shadow self. And it says like, if a woman has been like over-civilized, meaning like to not see her anger, to not see these like impulses that are protective and helpful, then she will encounter the shadow self. And she will either encounter it like dreams or she'll encounter it like in real interactions with predators, with people who are predators of the psyche, who who come to announce and to teach in whatever form that may be, that you have the power to save yourself and that the gift of these people, of these predators, of these awful people that come into your life is that it's time for you to realize that you have the sounding call to say, I need support, I can do this, I can save myself, I can walk out and say, no, no, no. And um, I think the, the one of the fairy tales that she bases Predator of the Psyche on has to do with a castle where a rich king has taken a queen and she's allowed to open every single door but the door in the basement. And there's a key, there's a special key, and it's the skeleton key that can unlock all the doors. And she finds the skeleton key and goes down underneath and there's rattling chains and it's in the in the depths and it's in it and these things they are wanting to get out, but the king says no, that she can't. But she opens it up and they come out. And as they come out, it's just like in, in Frozen 2 where she says, just we, what the water knows, 
what the water knows. She says, don't go too far. Stay. Just We know what the water knows. And so in Frozen 2, the theme is that these stories of the of ancestors of actions taken of things that were unjust coming forward in their life to be made right through the progeny of the next generation so she gave this speech of um how do we give what has hurt us space and and articulate it and realigning with the self, the full self, so that spontaneous healing may occur. Because the more aware we are of what has hurt us and how it's landed and what meaning we have made of it, then, and how to give it space and, and just open up that place to help heal us. So today, um, it, it always has been, it's just, I think because of the power of an intention when you come together with a spiritual practitioner or a therapist or whoever, and is that, so what came up for us today was that, was definitely this question. And it was way too close to home. Like, like she was like actually taking on the story instead of calling it out, but I'm calling it out now. So the story is this like like I have a power I know I have a power I know what I know what I know and and be our own leader and be your own guidance so that we can finally step into the wholeness of ourselves as our own leaders we can invite healers in we can invite leaders in we can invite these people into our lives but ultimately we're just building ourselves so that we can all walk in in unity together because again nobody knows better we each do have these gifts and a lot of times the reason that we don't use our gift that thing that makes you weird a lot of times we don't use it because we think everybody has it but they don't and learning how to use that gift how to step into that and own it like i was watching wreck it ralph and that little vanellope Schwartz, she was called a glitch, but she ended up using that glitch to win. And it's the same with all of us. Our glitch, our so-called thing that is bad, that is not working, that makes people like think that, oh my God, like this and this, you can't do that. No, it's because of that thing that you will succeed, that you will fly, that you will go beyond where you've thought. So um oh my god hi 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 okay so thank you so much for taking a listen to this beautiful episode about chiron here are our takeaways number one every single part of you it belongs love is inclusive and the way that you can have everything that you want is to welcome all parts of yourself number two check it out the pain points, the thing that makes you weird and makes you different. That is the thing which is the thing that allows you to make the transcendent leap. That is your gift. That is the way through the water. It's your propeller. So trust it. 
and know that you have things that no one else has and we need everything that you have to bring. Number three, check it out. Listen, don't give your power away. It is so easy to have these stories that, oh, this person did it. No, it is always your choice how much you give. If people are not using what you give in the way that you like, stop giving it to them. They clearly have already shown you who they are. And you're, you just take a look at, if you're an artist, take a look at what your block of choice is and stop blocking yourself. Your power, you have all the power in the world to get yourself out of the situation. And last but not least, thank you so much for joining me. I I am so glad that we had this chat and I hope that today, whenever you listen to this, whether it's on, you know, Wednesday, April 5th, or if it's any other day, that something in this talk allows you to open up to yourself and in doing so opens up to the world and brings out who you are out into the world because I need you. All right. I got your back. Bye.